Game recap. We're recording this the night before opening night for the Dubs. They just played the Lakers. Just got a nice opening night win against those suckbags, 121-114. Um, gonna do a little live reaction, post game thoughts. Um, I'll just start with you, Matt. First takeaway: what what stood out to you? I think the first kind of glaring thing that stood out to me when we started playing was the size differential. Like yeah, the Lakers. The Lakers are gigantic. <laughs> compared to us and the minutes when loon isn't in there or draymond isn't in there it's we thought that was going to be the tough part uh to make up for on defense but it looked like bielitsa was kind of handling his own down there he wasn't necessarily uh a defensive stopper but he played well um but like i said without loon or or draymond down there it's kind of tough to keep a handle on anthony davis yeah that was pretty glaring just the whole um kind of find the um box score how the rebound breakdown looked like but yeah they were killing us on the glass um crazy. But i feel like that's going to be common throughout the early parts of most games this year i think like for whatever we get wiseman for when he gets back but like i mean to to rely on looney um draymond bielitsa a little bit of wanty to box out the likes of lebron deandre 
Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, yeah, White Howard. Like it's just it's just tough. It's just difficult. But down the stretch, yeah. most of those guys minus AD, they're not going to really be on the floor. Um, and that showed so that sort of showed itself down the stretch. Once you start pulling out lineups and rotations that you know were were for winning time, so. Yeah, Rough oddly enough, half, we did end up re- out rebounding them fifty to forty-five um, by the end of the game. Surprised by that? I think yeah, they were they were chucking and clanking down the stretch, which makes yeah, more sense. Exactly. It was just kind of the first half that was super lopsided. Um, but I mean, we got it done at the free throw line. We weren't really shooting that well tonight. We shot thirty-five uh, percent from three. 44 from the field, not super horrible, but uh, free throw percentage at 83. We went 25 for 30. That was huge, too, especially when the Lakers are a team that clanks so many. Yeah, it was one of those classic games where it's like the first half where you think they'd be down by, I don't know, 10, maybe even 15. But you yep. look up and it's down three, down five. They stayed they stayed in shooting pretty poorly down uh, throughout the first half. Um, Jordan Poole didn't look too great. Steph didn't look too great. Just missed a lot of open shots, a lot of layups. Um, yeah. I, a little bit of me was just like, damn, this shit again. We had this last year <laughs> with tricking layups, yeah. not getting a lot of foul calls. Um, that crossed my they, mind too. Yeah. <laughs> but they ride the ship a little bit, and uh, they looked a lot better in the second half. The second unit, that was a bright spot of the first half, I'd say. The second unit rotation with like Iggy running the show. We saw some some flashes of Bielitsa. Um Poole, while he's started, I feel like he still fits with that second unit really well. Um, totally. Yeah, he was chucking a little bit, but I, I'm okay with that because like we like, I mean, he, he he's figured out how to shoot out of a, a slump. Um, so, That's huge for him. Yeah. Um, Damian Lee played a shit ton. What do you? Uh, 29 minutes what do you think about that i thought damian logged pretty good minutes i always find myself kind of watching him whenever he's on the court even if he doesn't have the ball i tend to kind of follow him just because you know you never know if you're waiting for somebody to fuck up or (laughs) make a good play but um i thought he did well man like i was just looking at his uh box score before jumping on here 15 points no turnovers is the glaring thing in his box score for me he took really good care of the ball um, he played tough. He took a huge shot from LeBron in the first. Yeah, he did. Um, one of those classic LeBron just punches somebody in the face and then cries to the refs like he got fouled. <laughs> classic father of three LeBron shit. Uh, but yeah. Damian took it like a champ, and I think the, like Kerr and, and all the guys are really trusting him um, down the stretch and just in key moments of the game, and it shows. Dude, he had 15, but he could have very well had 21. He had two wide yes. open looks that like rattle in and out. And like I liked what I saw from him. I'm a I'm very hard on Damian Lee. Um, you are. I am. And historically. <laughs> historically, I was even during the game, I was in my head, I'm like, what is he doing out there? But then he turn around and like make a play. And I'm like, all right, just just it's working. Yeah. Um everybody hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Everybody I thought another <laughs> I thought another interesting thing that was kind of lighting up the Twitter timeline too. Um, and I haven't looked too deep into it yet, but Otto Porter only played 11 minutes. And a lot of people were chirping Steve Kerr on Twitter. And supposedly I, I think he's been on a minutes restriction. I'm hoping that's yeah. the case. I'm hoping Kerr isn't like fucking with people already. Um, but obviously in a, in the regular season, once everybody's good and in shape and everything, he should be getting a lot more than 11 minutes a game. Yeah, so that was the first thought that came across my mind, too, of, like, why is Damian Lee playing these minutes? I'd much rather see Otto out there. 
Um, right. But I totally side with if that's the thing, if they're doing load management for auto Porter, by all means do it. Cause that guy has yeah. never really been healthy and yeah, it keep makes him no healthy sense as to, you can. Yeah. We need him down the stretch in the season. So if we're going to limit him to like 15, 18 minutes a game to keep him just moving, but healthy, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and that's where Absolutely. Damian Lee's going to step up, dude. I love this back, this bench lineup. Um, they, they came and took over in the third quarter. Um, the Bielitsa, Iguodala, when you have Porter in there, and yes. then you swap out a little bit of Damian Lee, you get Poole in there. It's, it's a fucking fun bench lineup that we haven't had a bench in years. Right. Um, so it feels good to watch them ball out. Especially those guys. They're all kind of interchangeable. They all move the ball. Well, maybe not Poole, but uh, <laughs> Bielitsa and Iguodala, <laughs> that's kind of like their specialty is just finding guys in their spots, having really good vision. Uh, Bielitsa being able to pick and pop is huge, um, spreading the floor. But, yeah, I, I, I love that lineup, and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch down the season. Yeah, Bielitsa plus 20, highest plus minus on the floor. He finished with 15 points, 11 boards, four assists. God, like, he's good. It got to a point where they're like he was pulling defenders off Curry because of the way he was attacking. And yeah, literally the, the, the Lakers had no answer for what he was doing. Um not at all. He was just and defensively, like not he held his own defensive dude. guy. He held his own. It's all you yeah. can ask from him. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people were kind of questioning that signing, I think, in the offseason. Like he had a bad year. He's been shit. He was in a bad situation. It looks like he's finally healthy. And this is the type of basketball that he thrives in. So obviously we're not going to overreact to a <laughs> first game of the season, but it's looking like a good fit, man. And he kind of adds that like uh that attitude and confidence and like bravado that we sometimes miss coming in off the second unit. I feel like Draymond really carries that for, uh, for the starting crew, but off the bench, we definitely needed some guy who didn't mind getting dirty. Yeah. And it looks like he can be one that can hold the center position yes. in, in down the stretch in the final minutes. Like I think Lutie's, those are the biggest questions, right? Is yeah. he able to play center down the stretch? And with him and Igu- or him and um, Draymond inside, like, Draymond's spoken very highly about Belly and some of like the pregame uh, or some pressers earlier this or earlier last week. So it looks like they're trying to figure out each other. They're, they're picking up on how each other plays and defensively, like I, I feel like they're going to continue to click and build that relationship over the year to where, you know, having those two is, is fine than to not need like a big center or a big man um, yeah. in the middle. Another thing that kind of stood out to me and not so much as like the people who did play, um, but thinking about James Wiseman during this game, like I was just texting our buddy Jeff before this. I don't see a role for him in this, in this squad. I mean, obviously we can use more size. We can use more depth down low, but the way we're playing, I don't really see a, a big role for him or at least one that's tailored to his game. Yeah, and we talked about this last year when we had a completely different roster, but the problem still kind of stood out there of, like, it's going to take a lot for him to learn how to be more of, like, an off-the-ball big man, moving yeah. without the ball, being able to pass and then clear spread the floor. Because um, that's just not who he is. And I think it really slows down what the Warriors system has been for the last seven, eight years, whatever you want to say. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, I... I'm thinking the same thing. Um, 
And it'll be interesting to see how he comes back. Obviously, this it's going to mean a little bit less minutes for Juan Toscano. Um, I hope it doesn't mean more or less minutes for Bialica. But <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing to think yeah. about, like how he's going to fit in. Um, I don't kind of the same for Kuminga, but I think he'll find a or find a way to sort of fit his way in there somehow. I don't see Kerr sacrificing any like quality Bialica minutes like this to just kind of like foster James Wiseman. <laughs> I think he's yeah. really all in this year. And if he doesn't see the correct fit or how it's going to benefit, I don't think he's going to do it. Yeah. I think we saw the potential of the team and what they're capable of, not only preseason and tonight to where the whole, like, let's try to develop people that day is dead dog. Like that day is no dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> you got to punt on that development. <laughs> Let him do it on a different time, on a different clock, not on the, yeah, what we're trying to do. So, right. Also, kind of a glaring thing, just looking at the box score and watching the game. I didn't think Iguodala would be playing this many minutes already this early in the season. Twenty three is a lot for him. That's and a lot of minutes for a, a 30, 38 year old father. I think 38, 38 year old guy who notably takes like the first half of the season off to get right. ready for the playoffs. Um, that's definitely something to monitor throughout the year because he shot the ball. Better than I see really, shooting really well, years. dude. Four for seven <laughs> from the field. Yeah. And the That's way they play with for. that second unit, he's going to get those looks and we're going to need him to shoot 38% from the field or from the three. He's going to get those looks. He's got to make some of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping over time we'll do a little like swapping of minutes from like Otto and Iggy and sort of load manage the two. Um Maybe Kuminga can fit in there, see what Wiseman can do. But, yeah, I noticed that, too. I was like, damn, he's playing a lot for game one. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I'm assuming it's just because that's what this game called for. Um, yeah, they wanted to but, win. Right. I think, like you mentioned, though, the more realistic situation looks like him and Otto will probably be swipping, swapping uh, minute totals. I don't see uh, those sticking around for the next coming games. We also yeah. got some Moses Moody minutes. I noticed that. I was trying to see what he was going to do out there. I mean, debut game, he got a bucket. Can't hate that. <laughs> Two boards. Yeah, went yeah. up against LeBron, looked confident, didn't look scared. So he'll like he'll it. get some minutes over time. He he's a polished dude for how young he is and how like new to the league he is. Like I think the way he plays is so controlled to where he can make an impact just on the glass or in the corner with a spot up shot. Um, defense defensively like he's he's gonna be a solid dude for us i'm excited we got a little what seven second action with gary payton forcing yep. a steal off westbrook yep. and he got a steal yep. <laughs> you love to see that <laughs> you really do it looked like he was paying off um but yeah man so far so good we're one and oh good quality win to league. start the season you love to beat lebron you love to beat the lakers first game of the season we were able to do it so hopefully we got some momentum going against the clippers on thursday yeah. Um, last thing, any thoughts on Wiggins? So I kind of feel bad for Wiggins. He had a – I would call that a kind of an objectively just bad game. I didn't think that he did a lot to make a difference when he did have the ball, especially in the first half. He's starting to loosen up, loosen up after a while. Um, but I wouldn't call that a great game from Andrew Wiggins. He did the same thing last year um, against Milwaukee in the season opener, kind of like laid an egg. I think he'll be fine. I just – this wasn't really his game. Things weren't falling for him. I mean, he ended up shooting five for ten from the field, but 
it looked a lot worse than that. It was a quiet 12. Yeah. And he had that big three down like in the last what, minute right. and a half to kind of ice the game. Um, but yeah, I, I think the way Wiggins just his mentality and motor, it's going to be a slow start and he'll pick it up later on. Right. Um, I think we talked about this the other week, but I feel like we're at a point with Wiggins where it's like, we're going to notice, or he's going to go a little bit more unnoticed <laughs> than a guy sure. who we're paying $130 million a year or hundred million, $130 million should be. That um, works. So yeah, I, I just think there's other players I'd rather see, but like I said, my, my highest point is the bench. I'm happy to see it. Yeah, exactly. Me too. It was interesting too, how Kerr's kind of staggered the, uh, the Curry and, and pool minutes. They, they weren't really on the court together for a long time in the second half. I don't know if you noticed that. And when we really went on that, that run to close the gap and eventually take the lead, it was pool that was out on the court scoring, I think eight straight. He went on a nice little run. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see how that dynamic kind of like transforms during the season. Yeah. As far I, as like, will he play him together more often? Well, what, what's going to be going on? That's a good question or a good point. I feel like what Kerr is trying to do is like get pool ready and comfortable for when Clay returns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think Curry and pool still are trying to figure out each other and how they play alongside each other. They both do a lot of the same things. Um, <laughs> they do. And so like, as much as pool wants the ball in his hand to run off to, to run through pick and rolls and create, Seth's trying to do the same thing, and that puts the other in a, in a like a spot up shooter position or off the ball player. Um, but they need that time to dominate the ball a little bit, and I think breaking it up to where Pools gets a good run with the second unit, who knows how to you know direct the offense around him. Uh, he got some good looks. All he needed to do was make one, and it was kind of off from there to where he just about led the team in scoring in twenty five minutes, which is another night of pool efficiency. Telling you, man, the road to, to MIP. We're starting on a good <laughs> a good note. I agree. I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, Westbrook laid a, laid an egg. Um, <laughs> I had the Anthony- question in my head: What's going to happen once the game goes down the stretch? How's Westbrook going to act? Got to do a thing. He had one he was late a ghost. Minute. Yeah, late second bucket. The rest was just kind of dishing. Um, I mean, you kind of do that when you're shooting four for 13, four turnovers and just stinking up the joint but yeah not a good not a good looking box score for him mm-hmm. um anthony davis looks like the mvp of the league probably uh yeah, if he, he stays good if he stays healthy dude it's gonna be fucking scary mm-hmm. he was giving us the blues and yeah lebron is uh never never gonna be bad it's gonna be amazing until the day he decides to stop playing yeah, LeBron is is just too good. You see uh, Steph slipping on uh, – was that Kid, Kid Cuddy's Cuddy? juice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at Twitter uh, about when that happened, and somebody tweeted uh, out, uh, oh, Steph almost rolled his ankle and Kid Cuddy spilled drink. And Kid Cuddy responded, wasn't mine, bro. <laughs> I know. They're talking about like it was Mayweather. Yeah, so, maybe uh, it was. I don't know. But no, Kid Cudi did not look pleased that they were had camera on him when they were mopping it up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, interesting sighting. Um, but yeah, big win tonight. It was a good way to kick off the season. Yep. Great thing about the season, I feel like it's kind of sticking with that like turnaround schedule to where we're playing the uh, the Lakers. What later this week on Friday? Uh, do we already do we have them again on Friday? 
No we got the Clippers so. on Thursday. Oh, that's fun. Clippers at yeah. home on Thursday. It's another TNT game. Oh, I'm tripping. I thought they played again this week. No, and after the Clippers game, they go away for, uh, I think, two, one or two games in a row. They play the Kings on Sunday. Shows how much to, I know. Then they go to OKC. <laughs> <laughs> but for sure. Winnable games. we got some winnable games coming up. Hopefully we can uh, take care of the Clippers. That would be another good test. And then carry that momentum on. Tell you what, pal. Feels good to be back. Feels fucking great to be back. Should we uh, get into some uh, NBA previews, predictions, and award races and shit like that? I've got some on my sleeve. Do you? Let's do it. Shit. So let's just jump into it. Um, we're going to save the awards for last. I feel like that's the more fun part. Maybe a little bit more contentious. Um, so let's just start with the uh, the All-NBA team. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just go... You need you read yours. I read mine. Um, yeah. I'll give you. You give me there. five. I'll give you five. Talk I about them a little bit. I'm sure we're gonna have some overlapping players, just like last year. I I agree, but I will preface it where I feel like last year was a lot more obvious than this year. I think this year, like based off how last year ended and some of the new players coming up, it got a little tricky when I got down to the third team. Um, and similar, yeah, I agree with that. yeah, similar struggles to last year of like where to put some of like the top, you know, eight players and who gets, you know, cut from first team. Um, but I feel pretty good about mine. It's probably identical to last year, but for my first team, I got Steph, Luca, KD, Giannis, and I made the mistake of picking Embiid last year. Um, I'm going to give Jokic the nod and give him as uh, the center for the first team. All right. Yeah, mine is uh, almost identical. Mine is identical to your last year's team. I have Steph, Luca, Katie, Giannis. And just with all the Ben Simmons drama coming around, uh, I really think Joel's starting to get pissed off in the media and he's got something to prove. He missed out on MVP last year. So God willing, he can stay healthy. I got him in my first team. Man, to, to take a quick pause on the Ben Simmons stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on Tuesday night and that update of him getting thrown out of practice. It is just, they are turning it up both on the Philly side of things and Ben Simmons side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, uh, and beats piss. I think it's a good pick. I, I think it comes down for me. It's like, who's going to play more games. And we saw it last year. Jokic is uh knock on wood. One of the more durable big guys out there. And they're going to be asking a lot of him. So I'm, I feel good about Jokic, but Embiid's going to have a hell of a season. I think he's going to come out pissed off and uh, ready to put this old Simmons stuff to bed. For sure. I think he feeds off, I mean, all types of motivation, but definitely like negative motivation too. So like you mentioned, it's a battle of health. I think whichever one of those guys can stay healthy longer are probably going to be in that first team. Can't go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Embiid's an interesting one this year. He's one of those like guys to watch because I feel like going into last year, he was like super grumpy and then he had a hell of a season. They went out like they did and the Ben Simmons stuff, old boy's grumpy again and he's yeah. a couple years older. So we'll see how yeah, he, yeah. How he he's out here, out here in the press conferences. I don't care about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's referring to him as that man. I'm telling it's you, getting he's sour real fast. Ben Simmons yeah. is practicing with his unlocked iPhone in his, in his sweat pocket. It's, it's getting crazy. Clutch is turning up the heat. Clutch really is. Um, but, yeah, I feel like the first team, the obvious one that, that got scratched is, is Braun, which I'm sure we'll cover in just a second. Was there anybody else you were considering when going through that list? 
yes, the Luka Doncic position, in my opinion, doesn't seem as solidified um, as it did last year. I think the reason he was in the first team last year and I was confident about him being first team last year uh, is because another guard was clearly going to be left off the list by the way that he treated the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm assuming we're both going to be talking about him for our second team. Uh, but that was the one I think I battled with the most was uh, Luca and uh, let's not be coy, James Harden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know what we're talking about. And I Especially think like, with Kyrie out, you got to imagine he's going to be picking up a lot of slack. So, right. And he's, I mean, he was MVP numbers towards the end of last year before he busted his hamstring. And so, like, he's yeah, not going to slow down. Yeah, he's playing yeah. for a new team. He's playing for, you know, a new contract. So it's, it's, I was really high on Harden. I just figured Luca being Luca, um, you know, he's probably. I I didn't look at. We'll get into MVP later, but I'm sure he's one of the most. Um, he's got the best or the worst odds for for MVP. Or he's a favorite, so we'll yeah. see. Um, I will say what helps Luca is that he is clearly by far and away the number one guy on that team, and it's oh yeah, not yeah. even close with the help that he has. I mean. With James having KD on his team, it takes a lot of the burden off of him. With Luca having Kristaps as his number two option, that could Hardaway, very well mean, like, yeah, Boston, like it's he just doesn't have enough firepower. So I think with him overcoming that and and catapulting them to the next level, that would be his case for first team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll put up the numbers, and that's and he's white, so you know, <laughs> he's a he's a favorite of all uh, yep. fan perspectives. So I think it'd be it. I'm sure Harden will have a better season, but I still think Luka gets not. It sounds like we agree there. Um, Second team, who do you got? Second team, I have Damian Lillard and James Harden at the guard spots. I have Paul George and Jason Tatum at the forward spots. And I have Nico Jokic at the center position. Oh. I'm assuming we're going to be different there. So Dame, Harden, Paul George, Tatum, and Jokic. Damn, that's a good. <laughs> so mine is, I'll just say mine, and we'll, we'll go from there. So I got Harden, Dame, Bron, Bron, Anthony Davis, and Joel Embiid. Um, Strong. Hand up. I forgot about PG. I realize he is a sole man this year with, with Kawhi, he's Kawhi for quite a while. Yeah. Um, he's got a shit ton to prove, and that might make me uh, alter my third team. I still think. Braun and AD assuming health, like I can't see Braun slipping, assuming the Lakers are going to be good. Same goes for AD. I think he can slide in as a forward, although they're going to be playing him at center. Um, I I personally, while I hate to say it, think the Lakers are going to quote unquote come back this season. And the only way they do that is if Braun and AD are playing at all-star or superstar level. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I let Braun slip. I didn't, I didn't put him on the second team. I just, hey man, watch King. You're doubting him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing into to King James narrative that he loves. It's just at some point you, you got to think Father Time has to catch up, right? I know he's not going to. I know he's going to prove me wrong once again another year. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like Paul George has less help now that he doesn't have Kawhi on the squad. He's going to have to do literally everything. We kind of saw him do a similar uh scenario of that in Oklahoma City the year that he came in what was it second or third in MVP voting um so that's why I gave Paul George the nod as for AD 
I just don't think he's going to play enough games. The guy is yeah, made of absolute plexiglass, so I, I didn't put him in there. I just don't think he's going to have enough games under his belt. That was my – my. Yeah, if he does stay healthy and play, he's a lock. Dude, I when going through this, were you – I think, like, it's hard to factor in – you're almost, like, anticipating who's going to get hurt and play enough games. thousand percent. Yeah, and I thought that with Jokic and Embiid, but when it came for AD, I just figured, like – I think he'll play enough games to get him like just to be in the running for it. Um, That's what I thought last year. And he was left off every team last year. He played what? 30 something games. Yeah. So prove me, you know, fool me once. Shame on, uh, (laughs) shame on me, whatever it is. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Um, You know, you mentioned Tatum. He's uh, he was one. I was uh, obviously thinking about, Tatum, big fan of Tatum over here. Um, yeah, I love Tatum. So, I think a team would be a huge step up for him. I think he's fully capable of it. Um, yeah. But well, he got yeah. left off last year. He didn't make any team. Um, and this year we see Kawhi is out. He's not, he made first team last year. He's not going to be on team. Uh, Julius Randle made second team last year. And I just think that the Celtics are going to be better than the Knicks. And I think Tatum's going to have a better year than Jules. So yeah. I didn't have Jules on there. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, he did make kind of a a decent leap last year. The team didn't perform as well. But now that they got Kemba out of there, I think the team is going to play pretty damn well this year, finish top three in the East, and he should be able to slide into an all-NBA team. I think this is his year. I, I totally agree about it being his year, and I think he's he played well enough last year to really, where he could have secured a spot. And Totally. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to see him take that step to to getting um an All NBA team, which leads me into my third team, um, mm-hmm. which I have Trey Book, PG Tatum, and Bam. Trey Book, PG Tatum, and, and Bam Adebayo. That's a good third team. Um, I like that. I have a uh, Trey Young, Brad Beal. LeBron, Jimmy Butler, and Cat. Damn, I was thinking about Cat too. He's coming so, out ready to murder tonight. Or this he's year. he's so fucking ready. He's so motivated. Seems like he's in a really good place. I mean, with all things considered, he's got the talent. So if Minnesota does anything remotely decent this year, which they should if they're healthy, they should be at least the top ten play-in team. I think he sh- hopefully will get the nod, especially if AD doesn't play enough games. Yeah, Cat is one who's just on the cusp of the center position. Um, yeah. See, I'm not, and I might, you know, lose this one again. Like, I'm, I'm not high on Jimmy Butler in general. I, I just mm. don't get. I don't know. I, I get why he makes these teams, and I'm sure he'll probably make it again this year. But like, when I'm going through the list of players, like he is. He's one that I'm not thinking of due to like his like stats and performance. It's more of just like, all right, I gotta find a way to put Jimmy in there because he's always in there. So I decided to leave him off. Um I, like I that, was though. thinking about Zach Levine as an honorable mention. Like he was one who I had to like, yeah, the classic book, Levine. I didn't think of Beale. Um I'm just I think the Wizards are so bad. He's got so much shit going on that like yeah. He's literally going to be off scoring and, and not much else. And so I'd rather take Book because they'll be in the top five, most likely in the West, or it was going to be Levine, who I think is going to have a killer, killer year. 
I think Levine's going to have a great year too. The only thing that scared me away from giving him the nod over Brad, because that's kind of who I was back and forth with, uh, is that they now have DeMar DeRozan. And I don't know how much DeMar is going to disrupt the offensive flow that Zach had last year. Because I want to say, what did Zach do last year? He was like a 27 per game guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, he yeah, he was 27 points a game, played 58 games, shot 50 from the field, 42 from from three. Um, he did have a Such fucking a dynamite season. year. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but at the same token, he really didn't have a whole lot of help last year. He kind of no. did that for the most part all on his own with some young guys. And they bring in Lonzo, um, they bring in Vucevic, they bring in uh uh, Demar, so he's going to have a lot more help. I think it might make the numbers drop a little bit. Only reason I didn't give him the nod, but uh, he very well could run away with it. Yeah, I thought about that too, and I think just like I love overreacting the preseason. I feel like Lonzo's <laughs> ability to like he's going to be doing the creating, which is going to get Demar and Levine looks, and it's not going to be coming down to like all right, who's getting it to, to dominate the possession? I think Lonzo's yeah. strength is the ability to do that and spread the wealth. Um, and we saw in the uh, um, the Olympics, like, Levine is, can be such an efficient player off the ball. And it's like – Yeah, that's his a good shooting, call. He's, he's, like, close to being – he has potential to be 40, 50, 90 club. Um, like, he has mm-hmm. those tools to be an off-the-ball, like, complete scorer. Um but yeah, De- DeRozan could definitely uh, be a black cloud and hog up the ball. Um, yes, but I'm I'm pumped to watch the Bulls play. Um, it's gonna be a yeah. fun Bulls team to watch, uh, absolutely. And everybody's hot on them too, which does make me a little bit nervous how uh, how pumped people are on them. But I mean, they got all the tools. I, I think they should be able to get it done. At least make the playoffs. That should be an issue. Just based off name recognition, they're acting like it's like a big four, which is right hilarious. Like <laughs> we posted a we posted a pic on our uh, IG story, one of those like graphics where it's showing all these players. There's mm-hmm. only one team that had four players, and it was the Bulls, Chicago. And it's like <laughs> they're gonna finish like eighth, seventh in the West in the East, and <laughs> right. it's looking like they have a big four. But but their players are cool, man. Don't you I get know, it? But it's Lonzo. It's Afro Zo. Yeah, <laughs> he's been working, working. <laughs> um, but I think we right, can both agree, Trey Young, obviously, right? He seems like this has to be his shoe in year. I don't see Chris Paul getting getting the vote over him like he did last year. I think Trey is a is a shoe in, right? He has to be. Yeah, I think Trey is, is going to be a lock. Um, like the Hawks are going to be top five in the East um, easily. He's identified himself as like one of the best point guards. The other players I did think of, like, I thought maybe LaMelo can have a breakout year and sneak his way into it. Um, like, I thought about John ja Morant, but that's going to take a huge step for him. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is the third person I thought of. But, yeah, I think even with that, it's Trey to lose. Um, it's Trey, especially the, the way yep. – Yeah, especially the way he performed in the playoffs last year. Although it is for this coming season, people still remember that shit, and it does play in. So, I, I, I think Trey – has to be has to make one that would what be about, crazy uh, if he did. what about Jules he uh he's got left he left off both of our lists Julius Randle yeah yeah the glaring uh the glaring missing player Julius Randle um i think a lot of people are calling the new york year last year kind of a fluke mm-hmm. uh, especially Julius i i just 
I don't know, dude. I don't think that they're going to be a top four team in the East next year or this year. Um, and I think that was a big reason that he got the nod because he did have a great year um, personally, but the team success helped him a lot. And I just, I just don't see it happening two years in a row. I would love for him to prove me wrong, but I just don't see it. Yeah. I thought the same, same with you. And like, yeah, it was him and like, I just, I, I agree with you a little bit at the Knicks. Not quite a fluke. I just don't think they can, they're not making enough improvements. And like, they're asking. Tibbs is going to fucking wear on people. Yeah. Sooner, they're going to be sick of this shit. It's yeah, what he does. Like, yeah. So I, I think we, it's a good thing that he's not a good thing, but I think it's pretty on point that he's not going to make an all D, all NBA team yeah. um, unless we're proved absolutely wrong. So, and go ahead, coward, do it. How dare you, Julius? <laughs> I'd love do to it. see you get on the All Star yep. team again and, and yep. prove to us. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm using that forward spot for Tatum. So, there you go. Brings us to defense. Uh, defense. Yep. So I told you before we got on, for some reason, I drew a blank on who's good at defense in the NBA. Um, yes. But <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, I'll go with my, my list first, just given that, that preface. Because yeah, I'm much more prepared. But for my yeah. first team, I got Marcus Smart. I got Lonzo. Mm-hmm. I got Giannis AD and Rudy Gobbert. I mean, that that's a, that's a really good list. Uh, I think Lonzo is a really interesting name to put in there. I think he got some votes last year, just didn't make a team, just didn't get enough. Uh, Rudy's a shoe in, unfortunately. I don't, I don't see that changing. Um, who was the other guy you named? Um, Marcus Smart and AD. AD, right. Yeah, if AD is healthy, that should be his to lose, just, just like the all-NBA thing. If he can play enough games, he should be in there, no, no question. Um, but I like it. My, my first team is Drew Holiday, uh, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Bam Adebayo, and Rudy Gobert. So we see eye to eye on the Rudy thing on, and Giannis, obviously. Um, I really like – I mean, Miami's a defensive team. That's what they're known yeah. for. It's what they do. So having their two best defensive players in the first team just makes sense to me. Uh, Drew Holiday, everyone around the league just constantly says that he's the best defender in the league. And last year was, I think, the first year that he got his his just due and made it. Um, yep. I don't see him really letting up. The team looks nasty again this year. And, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's my first team. Fucking Gobbert, man. I'm so sick of Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how many, like, excuses and reasons I was looking to leave him off the list. It's, it's just impossible. Yeah. It's going to get even worse when we start talking about awards. Um especially around defensive player of the year awards. But yeah, yeah, I just think the jazz are just such a regular season team at this point where unless the voters get sick of their shit, like they're still going to be, you're going to get your Rudy Gobert's in the first team all defense. Yeah. They're going to be a top five West team and he's going to be on there. No question. Yeah. Um, Neither of us had Draymond on the list for the first team. I, kind of regret it but i also feel like if ad is going to be playing at a the a caliber that i think he's going to be playing at, i think he gets the nod over draymond um which pains me to say but i just think ad just can just does more from a voter perspective to get that first team nod yeah i agree with that um and we're gonna get roasted for that take by the way 
We are. <laughs> but I mean, this is what happens when you try to be truthful and try not to be a biased homer. Uh, yeah. And I was looking to get him in my uh, on my first team. I actually had him on there and then Bam was on my second team and I really had to reevaluate and right. I just couldn't do it. I know Draymond got first team last year. Um and he is one of the best defenders in the league, but I really think this is going to be Bam's year, and I absolutely wasn't going to put Draymond over Giannis. So, unfortunately, he was yeah. on man out. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> but It's not great. But no. he did make my second team. You want to hear my yeah. second team? Let's hear it. So, my second team is Marcus Smott. We're, uh, we're aligned there. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, Paul George. Again, there's no Kawhi. So, I think, uh, I think Paul George is going to have to step up in every way. Uh, and then Draymond and Joel. I got Joel holding down center in the second team. Jojo. Yes. I like that. And um, again, in Philly with Ben Simmons being out, people are just going to have to like pick up the slack. I don't see Ben playing for them this year. I don't think uh, that's another topic we can get into, but he very well, when he is motivated to play, could be the deep boy and first team all defense. But since he's out, I think that's going to be even more ground for Joel to cover. Yeah, it opened up spots for people like, like you said, Joel. It just, it just gives more people opportunity to take his spot. And yeah, I don't, I was thinking about Ben Simmons the same way I was thinking about like, is there a point where Kyrie gets traded, where Ben Simmons gets traded? And I'm like, I'm doing these lists with those guys not playing this year. And if they are, it's not going to be a substantial amount of games. Yes, exactly. And I look at the, the whole uh, Ben Simmons thing the way I looked at James Harden last year. Like James Harden, you mentioned earlier, was more than good enough to make all these fucking teams when he was suiting up for the Nets, but because he pissed off the media so bad and went against the organization, the same thing's going to happen with Ben Simmons. It doesn't right. matter if he laces up and plays 80 games for Sacramento this year and kills it. He's not going to be put on these teams just because of the sour taste he left in people's mouth. Yeah, they're sick of his shit for sure. Big time. Um, so my second team, I got Drew Holiday. I got Jimmy Buckets. I got Paul George. I got Draymond. I got Bam. Nice. Can't. Can't argue with those two. I think all those players are going to have great defensive years. There's no arguing there. Yeah, it it honestly was like I said, it was hard for me once I realized there was no like Ben Simmons to lean on. I like mm-hmm. again, my thoughts on Jimmy are the same. Like I just don't know what he's going to deliver this year. I feel like he's, he's just going to be there. He's just going to be there, and like they're going to be solid. But like I just, their team's going to succeed if if Tyler Hero and Bam's playing well, and I think that's going to and Kyle Lowry, yeah. thousand percent. Um, so yeah, I just Jimmy cracks me up. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but like even putting it on the second team, I was like, I just don't know if this is. <laughs> <laughs> it almost seems like the same thing with obviously not to the same degree, but how we think of LeBron every year. Like, is he really going to do it again? Like, yeah. is Jimmy really going to make another All Star team? Is Jimmy really going to end up being an All Defensive Player? Like, yeah, he just does it every he year. Can yeah, he, just does it. <laughs> he just fucking does he just it right does in our it. face every year? Yeah, yeah. So I can't I can't count him out yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Rook Dogs. Yes, um, this one was fun. This one was a lot of fun. I'm, I'll am i preface this by saying I'm stoked about this class. I know we've talked about this class at length with Coach yes. Curtin, our own previews, live draft Shout out, picks. Joey. Shout out, Joey. We've gone through this class a shit ton of times, and they kind of deserve it. They deserve the press. They deserve the coverage. They've got a lot of talent on this draft. So – Remember, um, for this one, you don't have to designate guards, forwards, and centers. This is just oh, the five best rookie. I will, from the list that I looked at last year, it was like all guards. So okay. I didn't, I didn't divvy it up like 
two guards, two forwards, and a center. I'm just picking the five rookies that I think are going to be the best. Okay. I still feel good about my – I got a nice stretched lineup, but – Nice. Do you want to go ahead or do you want me to rip it off? I'll go for for it. So I got – Go ahead. ahead. Cade, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, and Alperin Shagoon. You put Shagoon in there? I'm high on his ass. I'm not going to lie. I'm high on the Shagoon. Really? Man. Didn't yeah. we give him the Darko Milicic award in our draft? We episode? did. And I started eating my words the second he got out there in the summer league. Um, man. Okay. Watching some of his preseason stuff. Given how shitty the Rockets are and how much they're looking to get their, um, like, young Invest guys in the future. Run, I think they have, from a rookie perspective, they have the ability to just. I don't know. Like the way Sagoon can play off of uh, Christian Wood down there, he's pretty crafty. He put up, uh, yeah. What gave me some love for him was he put up um, like 15, 12, and three blocks in his last start for the preseason. Playing with the starters, playing with the runners, he can do all rookie first team numbers, in my opinion. So I was also going off the notion that I needed big guys. And uh, Shagoon but, gave me a got the I nod. Mean, He's got the great situation in Houston. Like you said, I think they're going to be buying out John Wall soon. So he's yep. not going to be there. It's just going to be youth. And uh, he's going to get plenty and plenty of runs. So it's a good pick. I, th- I think it's going to work out. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his coming out. But as everything happens, I'm sure I'll be eating my words come uh, All-Star break. <laughs> uh, yeah, Team Shagoon over here. Who do you got for your rooks? I got similar to yours. I got Cade Cunningham, uh, Jalen Green. Those are non-disputable those guys are a shoe in uh then i got jalen suggs in orlando i think i think they're also in a very much uh focused on the future not really tripping about getting wins this year so he should play a fuck ton of minutes next to markel fultz so i'm banking on that uh and then evan mobley for obvious reasons and the last one i kind of wanted to take like a a flyer i could have took spotty my head was telling me take scotty barnes um, but with Kyrie being out and the Brooklyn situation kind of being up in the air, I took Cam Thomas. He had a great summer league. Um, I think he played pretty well in the preseason as well. He's just a flat out score fits in well in Brooklyn. So if he gets the type of minutes, uh, that will allow him to produce, he, I think he'll be on the team. If Patty Mills is playing 35 minutes a game, he probably won't. So that's my risky pick. Yeah. Cam Thomas was one I thought about and I'm cheating a little bit by we were watching or I was watching the Bucks Nets tonight. Yeah, me too. Cam has an the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, Didn't sniff a minute. Uh, that's the thing that bothers me about like these like preseason flashes is like players like him is like clearly he can clearly get minutes. Um, yeah, very capable. I hope it I hope it picks up for him over time because he's definitely capable of doing that. Um, yeah. I thought about him. Another guy I thought about, which could also be put in a similar bucket, is um, Book Knight, our guy. Yes, another dude who nasty in Charlotte in the preseason. But I was looking know. for reasons, but they're like they're a deep ass team now. So that's I, my thing. They got yeah, yeah. He he's more than good enough to do it, I think. But it, will he get the minutes? I don't know. So yeah, but solid other uh, rooks that you considered. Uh, Scotty Barnes pained me not to put him on there. Yeah. Uh, I really like Duarte. Um, I think that was about it. How about you? No, that's kind of it too. Like, 
stretch was like Trey Murphy um, Mm. out of New Orleans. He has some flashes this this preseason. Um, He's going to get the run. I know that for sure. New Orleans is trash with Zion not really playing for the first half of the season, whatever. Um, Yeah, other than that, I think a lot of the rookies, like Davion will be solid for Sacramento. I don't know if he'll put up any numbers to get him a first-team nod. Um, Selleck's for me, I, I honestly haven't watched him enough to see how he fits with the Magic. I think they have way too many guards with Cole Anthony. Oh, they um, do. They have way too many guards. And but they love him. And get the production. I hope so. I'm a big yeah. guy. I'm a big uh, Suggs fan, but yeah, he, he'll be my second team. Nice. Cool. Brings us to awards. The fun part. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. Let's just go down the list and talk for each award. Do you want to start with the MVP first, or do you want that to be last? Let's uh, let's save the best for last. You want to start with uh, Coach of the Year? All right, let's do Coach of the Year. Um, This is definitely the worst pick. Um, I reluctantly (laughs) put uh, Steve Nash. Wow. The vibe curator, Steve Nash. Not the coach, the vibe creator. Interesting. Vibe creator of the year, yeah. Didn't Um, didn't know that Kyrie wasn't going to be playing away games. So still picking him. (laughs) I think – so first of all, they don't care about his uh, level of uh, coaching ability. They don't. They just worry about how the team perform. Um, I think they're going to give him a nod for the reason if they finish top two, it's look what he did without Kyrie, given the circus. He kept the team together. He brought them here and all that stuff. Um, I think the Nets, while they're losing to Milwaukee tonight, still a, a, a you know front runner, if not second overall for the East. Still a powerhouse. Um, yeah. So he is. He was my my guy. My pick. Um, I'm not good at coach of the years. I think it's literally a toss up between like what like is it the best record? Because then it's you'll probably pick like Bud, but I don't want to go Bud. I don't want to go Quinn Snyder. So. I went with yeah. Steve Nash. I get it. I get the reasoning. Uh, it crossed my mind too. Obviously, just be like first thing you think of who's going to finish at the top of the conference. Yeah, you just said it. Nash is probably going to be up there. I will not uh, pick Bud as coach of the year. Can't do that. Um, so I went in a different direction. I went Nate McMillan in Atlanta. Yeah. He's uh, my runner up. Yeah, I th- I think that they're going to have the potential to be a top three team in the East. Um, they're coming off a hot year. They played really well in the postseason. I think because of their youth, not a lot of people expected them to play that well. Um, they're deep as fuck. So mm-hmm. they, even if they encounter a couple injuries, they should have more than enough personnel to, to cover and get them through it. And I mean, when he took over for Lloyd Pierce last year, after he got fired, like they went on a run and he didn't even want the fucking job. So I think, uh, they're going to finish great, and he's going to get those young guys to play. So I'm, I'm going Nate McMillan. Yeah, he was my second pick. Um, I, I'm with you on the not picking, like, the Buds, the Quinn Snyders. And, like, yeah, I was doing some research to see, like, what other people are saying about Coach of the Year. Um, I thought about Monty Williams, but, again, I just – I don't think the Suns are going to finish that high as they did last year. Um, my thoughts exactly. And if he's not going to get it last year, like, this is not the year for him to get it. No. Um, we have the same thoughts about the Knicks, so Tibbs isn't going to get it. Nope. And he um, got it last year, right? So I don't see year. him. He's not Monty, going Monty Williams should have got it last year and gave it to Tibbs. Um, yep. The other one that came to mind was uh, Ime Udoku. Yes. Uh, Udoka from Boston. I just don't know if 
the Celtics are going to win that many games to where he's going to get enough votes. Um, so yeah, he's kind of behind the eight ball because they have so much talent and already kind of a prepared team that if he doesn't win or finish like top four in their conference, then it's yeah. a loss. Right. Right. It's, it's, so. it's not a successful season. So he, he's got a pretty high bar, but I, I do like him as well. If they play well, he could very well win it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, do what do we got? yeah, let's do roadie. All right. Who do I think we're going to have the same pick. I've got Jalen Green in Houston. John Wall's leaving. He's going to have all the minutes. He's going to have the ball in his hand. He's a pure scorer. He lit people up in the G League. I think he's going to do it again. He's got an enormous chip on his shoulder, like he's been saying in the media. Uh, so I'm going Jalen Green. Same, but yeah, I have the same, same take. Um, yeah. I thought about Cade. I don't know. I, I'm very high on Cade. I just for some reason feel like he's going to have a little bit of a – I don't know why this sounds bad. Saying I think he's going to miss some games. He had some injury bugs throughout the summer league. Um, they're going to be taking their time with him. Um, yeah. I just think like Jalen's a sexier pick. He's a hotter pick. Um, he's going to get about. the swings. Yeah, he's going to get the attempts. He's going to get the swings. Um, it'll yeah. come down to the wire between those two. Um, but I think Jalen takes a cake. Especially because they're both going to be bottom of the barrel teams. Neither of those teams are yeah. making a play in. They're both going to be shitty. So what's going to jump off the page is the numbers. And Jalen's going to by far have better numbers than Cade this year. So right, agreed. Well, the Pistons can make a splash. They can be frisky, but mm-hmm. that's asking year. a lot for them to be frisky. Yeah. Um, MIP we talked about it a second ago. I thought Book Knight could sneak in there. I'm big on Book Knight. Oh, for year, rookie man. of the year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I wanted to pick him. The, yeah, if the cards fall for him where he gets more run, yeah, guy's a score. He can just put up numbers. Um, yeah, so I'm a huge fan. I was screaming his name during the NBA draft. I wanted the Warriors to take him. But, yeah, he, he's nice. Uh, if he gets the minutes, who knows? Yeah. Um, you want to do six man or most improved? Let's go most improved. Ooh. We know what that's going to be. I know, you've got, <laughs> I know you've got something prepared just to argue another point, but – Going Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. I mean, he, yeah. He's going to get – he's going to play, God willing, every game this year. His minutes are going to be increased. His efficiency is going to be increased. The time he plays without Clay, he's going to be producing that much more. Um, and he's going to be a real key piece in a team that's supposed to be uh, at the top of the West. And he's going to get plenty of looks, especially with people uh, – Closing out on Steph. When Clay comes back, he's it's going to create more looks too. So I'm going Jordan. No surprise there. Yeah, I mean he got votes last year based off of like crazy games. Yeah, that's and bananas so, that he got votes last year after being in the G League bubble. Right, and so people are looking at him to to have a year. He knows he's he's up for he's due. Um, yeah. Again, we've talked about him at length. Um, I do want to. I do think with him, he's figured out how to shoot himself out of a slump which is something he couldn't do beforehand, which obviously led to him not getting a lot of minutes. Um, he had a few slow moments over the preseason and was able to kind of shake it off and, and find different ways to create. Um, so, yeah, he's my number one. But to make it interesting, I had um, another pod favorite, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, Ooh, I keep picking, I I like keep picking pick. Rockets players. Um, but I like that pick. I think it's an open open floor for the Rockets to make some plays. Like, yeah, it's going to come down to – Jalen Green and, and Kevin Porter on who's going to be the go-to guy night in and night out. I think they'll split just whoever's who hot, who's hot. Um, That's given absolutely going to be their starting backcourt, right? Has to be. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and given the fact that Porter got released from the Cavs last season, they were the shit show of the West last year. Um, I think the Rockets will be somewhat frisky, maybe like 11th seed. Um, and with that. that, it's going to take some some production from people like Kevin Porter. So um, he's my dark horse for most improved. Um, Great pick. I like that. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I had to think good about at this, that friend. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scoot is my guy. I fuck with Kevin Porter, so I had to, I had to he, talk about my boy. He's tight. Um, that brings us to six god, six man of the year. Oh yes, six god. Um, thinking this may be contentious, right? A little bit. So I got my main pick, and I got a. I have a backup for each of these picks, by the way. Okay, probably feel the same, but I think uh, Clarkson runs it back. Mm. That's my pick for six man. I don't love it, but I think it's the most. It's the smart pick. Yeah. It's the smart, realistic pick. I like it. He was my runner up. Uh, I wanted to kind of like branch out and pick someone new, take a flyer. So I picked none other, no limit hero. I, he was my he, backup. <laughs> was he? All right. So we're just yeah. flip flopped. He yep. spent the spent the off season getting a little bit bigger. I think the regression that he had last year. He had a great uh, bubble. And then coming into the, se- the season last year, didn't play as well. I think he got a lot of shit for it, too, um, yep. as far as, like, the fan base and in the media. Yep. He's a new father. Everyone knows when you have a baby, you're going to play that much better when you're a dad. So I'm uh, I'm hedging on the on the dad theory, and I'm taking Tyler Hero. He's going to be the sixth man for that team. Uh, they've got Peach Lowry playing starting point and uh, Jimmy in there, and I think he's – He's just going to come off the bench and provide that scoring punch that they need. Yeah, couldn't agree more. He was my runner-up. Um, for all those reasons you just said, having a baby. Last yep. year he got the sophomore slump, getting roasted for doing Chipotle ads and this ad and <laughs> that ad. Um, so he's got a lot to prove, and I think he's, you know, based off, again, overreacting the preseason, he's looking ready to put up some numbers, and they're going to be asking for him, asking for a lot from him from a num- production perspective. Um, yeah. And he's a sexy pick, so I think just if he plays well, gets up to average about 16-ish points a game off the bench, that's plenty to get the six-man nod. Agreed. Defensive player of the year. This one Deep really blew me. Yeah, I'll let you did go you, first. Okay, I was going to say, did you go the six-man route and, and take the person that's realistic and your brain is telling you to? Because I did not. No. And. Pretty much the whole reason I swapped out Draymond for Bam on first team is because I'm picking Bam as my depoy. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess historically you can have the defensive player of the year on the second team, although it doesn't make sense. Um, but again, Miami defensive team, Bam is probably one of the most skilled defenders as far as like versatility and switching, being able to move his feet and, and stay out on, uh, on guards and playmakers. So I'm going with uh, with Bam on this one. It's funny you mentioned realistic picks. Um, mm-hmm. I looked at it like, what is the more unrealistic thing? So it's Rudy <laughs> Gobert not getting it, or can someone who makes second team get defensive player of the year? <laughs> so I went with that route, and I picked okay. Bam too. Um, oh, you did? Yeah. Look at that. It's our I first one. Bam. Thunderbolts. No. <laughs> Gunshots. Picked, uh, I picked Bam as my defensive player of the year for the same reasons. Um, Love it. I was doing it to where I picked my awards first and then did my all teams. And like I said, I still think Gobert will get 
Um, I think Rudy Gobert has a better chance of getting NBA first team than he does defensive player of the year. Um, and so for that do. reason, okay. I just hope people are sick of him doing the same shit, to be honest. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I just think putting Bam, he's going to be the second one since when uh, Draymond lost to Marcus Gasol a couple years back where he received more votes, got first team, but still did not make the end of the defensive player of the year. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be one of those instances where Bam somehow gets more first place and second place votes and sneaks away the defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert cries again. Let me tell you, buddy, I would love to see nothing more than uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody from the second team to leapfrog Rudy and give him something to cry about. So my, uh, he's damn sure not I, getting anything else. So I'm, I'm yeah, going with, but with Gobert tears this year. In all actuality, we both know Rudy's going to end up getting first team defense and depoy. But yeah, so I, I will say Draymond's going to kick our ass for not giving him more credit. My second place was Giannis. Okay, I didn't. I didn't even do a second place, but Giannis would probably be mine. Uh, actually, I wanted to pick Drew Holiday, and then in my brain, I'm like, who's the better defender of the two that are on the same team? It's Giannis. So, yep. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis got it either. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see Bam get it. I really hope Rudy doesn't get it. And, um, <laughs> Fingers crossed, dude. So let's do a. Uh... Let's do the most or the, the final like actual award and then we'll finish it up with the two Joker ones. Um, yeah, MVP, MVP. What do you got? I got KD, uh, especially now that Kyrie's out. I think KD is past his like year of nursing his injuries and sitting out 25 plus games. I think he'll play a lot more games, not only because he can, I think he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just going to be fucking dominant, dude. Like we saw in the small sample size we got last year how good he was. We, he was a size, what, 17 away from going to the finals. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he was the scoring champion. I'm going with KD. So it's funny that we're talking about who gets MVP. I'll preface it by saying I picked Giannis. And just for mm. fun, the Nets and the, the Bucks played tonight. And Durant had 32 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, Shot about 50% from the field, a little under 50% from the three. Giannis, Mr. Antetokounmpo, had 32 points, uh, two blocks, seven assists, 14 rebounds. I don't know. I think it's a toss-up between the two. Um, yeah. I think Giannis, and part of the reason why I put him as defensive player of the year, I think he's out to discontinue to just step on people and crush people this year. Um, Good point. He's going to only get better from a jump shot perspective, I think. Um, he's got that, you know, championship monkey off his back. Um, I think he's going to play at an absolutely unstoppable level this year. And I think enough time passed where he's not going to only get like, he's like, he had that like back-to-back MVP year. And I feel like writers were like, Oh, we got to give it to someone else. Right. Um, I don't know. I I think Giannis is just going to destroy the league this year. So I got it for my MVP. Yeah. Another one where it was like, my brain was kind of telling me, like you said, that the the one year of not getting it, the stank is off of him. Yeah, um, they're stank. they're gonna be they're gonna be great. So yeah, I, that's not far fetched at all. I could see Giannis bringing it home once again, and we love Giannis. This is a Giannis uh, podcast, so yep. wouldn't be mad at that at all. Um, I mean, I will say I selfishly have Kevin Durant on my fantasy team, so I hope he plays at MVP uh, caliber this year. So. Yes, always. 
Um, fun, the fun awards now, right? Yeah. Who's your baby boy this year? What do you got? Obviously, Jordan Poole. Is he still a baby boy? I guess he is. I think once a baby boy, always a baby boy. Uh, not agree. to get too poetic, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we described this last year. If people listen to us, they hear us mention it like crazy. Sounds kind of creepy, but it's the young player most of the time in the league that you're pushing for, you're kind of rooting for, and you take under your theoretical wing. Uh, this year, it's book night. James Booknight. We've been talking about him all show. Big fan of his. Was a huge fan of his in the draft coming out. Really wanted the Warriors to uh, take him at seven. Uh, and then I thought that he would slip to us at uh, 14, but ended up going to Charlotte at 11. Um, I think it is kind of a crowded uh, depth chart there, but if he can find his way onto the floor, he's going to produce. I love his game. He's a scorer. He's got a sick attitude, so I'm, I'm all about it. So Book Knight is my baby boy. Yeah, I'm I'm so high on Book Knight. Also pissed we didn't get him. He's going to be one of those players where it's like, Book Knight does that again. It's going to be him and Davion Mitchell are the two players going to be like doing this whole buyer's remorse. Um, yeah. Mine shouldn't be a surprise, but to go in line with my Oregon Bay boys, Chris Duarte. Let's go. <laughs> I had Pulpo so and Fries. So Poopo and Fries is my baby boy this year. Um, Love that. I still got Peyton Pritchard as my baby boy. Dylan Brooks is my baby boy. But coming on down to the list, adding to the group, Chris Duarte. Another one, I just wish he just fell one more spot to us. Um, he's playing for a shitbag team in Indiana. He's going to go off. I, I couldn't be higher on Poopo. He's 25 and a half years old. He better go off. <laughs> with his, <laughs> with his but, son who uh, wears the same outfits as him just identical twin to him i love it i'm yeah i'm gonna need some like weekly uh duarte stat uh updates because my baby boy yeah man he's awesome the family gets bigger uh the sons get younger or i guess older uh in your your case <laughs> but uh no i love duarte he, he's gonna be a favorite of this pod as well we'll be checking for him yeah. Um, brings us to our last one, League Pass Team of the Year, right? This is uh, the team that, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Might not be your favorite team. You're not your homer team, but somebody you think is going to be fun to watch, probably frisky, that you're going to go out of your way to, to check for. Who do you got yep. as your League Pass team? So we might have the same one. It's a pretty obvious one. I think it's like the consensus League Pass team. It's the Charlotte Hornets. Um, yeah. Probably due to Eric Collins, PA announcer, or not PA, but the um, play-by-play play guy. Um, they just got a cool ass team, man. Miles Bridges so raps, cool. Terry Rozier raps, Lamelo is Lamelo. He's rare, all that good shit. PJ Washington is banging IG models. Yeah, PJ Washington, Book Knight, Kelly Oubre, Kai Jones. They have Mason Plumley, which cracks me up. Um, Gordon Hayward. <laughs> they're a fucking one, sick team. Sick team. So I'm um, very excited to watch them. My other team who, that I picked just to kind yeah, of make it more. I got to say the Kings, man. Ooh. I had the Kings. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, dude. I I don't know if I've been on this pod talking about it, but I love, I've always loved Darren Fox. Um, Same. Halliburton, I know he's your guy. He played really well last year. My other baby boy, yes. Yeah. I'm coming around to Davion Mitchell. He's just he's a fucking dog. And I don't think they're going to be a contender, but – if they get Ben Simmons, they might be a you never know. contender. Um, yep. But, yeah, I think regardless, it's going to be fun, fast to watch. We'll get to see him a bunch being in the same division. Um, yeah, so my, my sneaker pick is the Kings. We'll be seeing them live. 
Oh, yes, we will. Um, yeah, I like the Kings team as well. They're fun to watch. Got a lot of cool players. Uh, my runner-up was the Memphis Grizzlies. They're yeah. awesome team to watch. They got your baby boy, Dylan Brooks. John Morant is probably going to take another step. Triple J is healthy this year, so that'll really help out. Um, yeah, I, I just I really like this Memphis team, so I'll be checking for them as well. They're nice. Um, yeah, they're gonna be fun. I love the Grizz Dogs. Can't forget Kyle Anderson, yeah. slow mo. They just got a sick team. Yep. And they obviously do. they they kicked us out of playoffs last year. So yeah, it's a good pick. Thank you, sir. So that'll do it. We're out of here. Um, That's it's 2021 preview. 2021 preview season starts Warriors kickoff this week against the Lakers in LA and um, let's bring home a championship this year's boys. We'll see you guys. 